St. Lucy Day, or as the Swedes say, Glad Sankta Lucia. This is probably one of the traditions that I miss the absolutely most. And it's probably because it's the tradition that I have been involved with in one way or the other through my entire life as long as I lived in Sweden. It is, I will refer to Lucia in English. The correct uh, pronunciation is St. Lucy. Um, but in Italian, it's Lucica. So uh, therefore, I'm going to say Lucia, the Swedish way. The Swexen way, maybe I should say it. So what is all this about? So think about it. Sweden at this time of the year is very dark and very cold. And you need heat, and you need a lot of food, and you need something to cheer you up, right? St. Lucy was a saint. She became a saint after she was burned uh, because she was Christian. And she was working to help Christians hiding in the catacombs during the terror of the Roman Empire. Um And she also helped, she she came from a rich and noble family, but she made it her mission to help the poor and the sick people. And she was reported to the governor for being a Christian, and that's why she was burned. They tried to talk the Christianity out of her. She refused. So... They also, while she was on on this fire, tried to spear through her throat to stop the denouncements. She was trying to, despite being burnt live, um, talk to her followers about Christianity to believe and keep on fighting, so to say. And they didn't succeed with that. And they tried to uh, poke her eyes out, but they just... Um, reappeared again, miraculously restored. Isn't that kind of weird? Um, St. Lucy was able to die only when she was given the Christian last rites. So that's how she became a saint. So St. Lucia, the name Lucy, Lucia means light. It refers to light. And Um, She died in Syracuse, Sicily, around 310 AD. Long time ago. I am glad I was not alive at that time. Very glad. And this is the tradition that Scandinavians has taken upon here. So St. Lucy Day is celebrated in Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Finland for a little bit as far as I understand, and Italy. That is basically the only European countries that celebrate this tradition. 
um, other countries has similar, but it's not as an important thing. Um, in Sweden, people wake up at six o'clock in the morning for this. And what is, quote unquote, this? What do we do? Well, we are doing a procession with music and food, warmth and happiness, bringing on Christmas. Because at this time, December 13th was the longest day of the year, or so they thought. It wasn't until the mid-18th century that the longest night was moved to December 21st. But the tradition of December 13th still remains. That is going to be St. Lucy Day. So that's why she comes with light this morning. So this procession contains of, led by Lucia. She is wearing a white gown. She is having a wreath on her head. It also can be called a crown. Um, and this crown has candles on them. And why is this? Well, the thing is, the legend says that she says she needed to have her hands free to be able to help, to be able to do things with her hand, but she still needed the light. So she solved the situation with putting lights in her head, right? Or candles in her head, because it's candle. And yes, in these processions, if you are an adult, Lucia, you will have real candles in your head, in your, on your head, I should say, not in your head, but on your head. And after these processions, you will have candle wax in your hair, and it is a mess to get out. So she's dressed in a white long dress, and she has a red ribbon symbolizing the blood uh, around her waist. She um, leads the procession, and after her comes the girl attendants. In Sweden, in Swedish, they're called tanor, but I have not been able to find a good um, translation of that word, really. Um, so if I say girl attendance, it's a little bit like bridesmaids. They help her in whatever she needs to have help with. And after the girl attendance comes the boy attendance. And they are also called star boys. The girl attendants, they are wearing um, a garland in their head, on their head, and a red ribbon. Same dress. All, everybody of these has the white dress that goes down to the floor. Um, you can see a little bit different. Some, some uh, processions has a glitter garland around their waist and glitter garland in their head instead of a wreath. So all of it is kind of accepted. It's just a little bit about money nowadays. The girl attendants also has a candle in their hand. That's their way of leading the light. The boy attendants or the star boys, they are having a triangular hat, if I say that way. Um, it looks a little bit like, um, what do you call it, that you talk through? It's a, no, I lost the word, congratulations, but it's a triangular hat, okay, white. I'll figure it out throughout the 
the talk here. And they're also, instead of a candle in their hand, having a star and it's on a stick, so to say. So that's what they're, they're symbolizing the heaven and the stars on the heaven that gives light from them. But they don't have any candles in their hand, so to say. And then that is the quote-unquote adult part of the, the um, procession. If you don't have any kids or underaged uh, kids in, in this procession, because some processions are only adults and some are adults and kids, of course you can have the adult part can be kids as well. If you're like at a daycare or a school or something like that. But if you have a very long and big and you have kids as well, they come afterwards. And the first part of the kids uh, part of the procession, they are dressed as Santa Claus. Um, that, that would be like the easiest way of, for me to explain it. Mini Santas. Uh, we call them Tomtenissar. But it's kind of like... They're not coming with packages. They're just helping out. They, their part, role is a little bit like gnomes, but they're dressed as Santas, okay? And after that, you have the gingerbread boys and girls. How they came into this, I don't know. I don't know how, how the mini Santas and gingerbread came in. I think it was just something fun. According to Christmas, somebody needed kids in the in the Lucia procession and the kids was good to have that. So that's what it looks like. These processions can be anything from four people to 30 people. These, they come in, the song I played first here, Saint Lucia, is the song that the procession comes into 99% of the times. I bet there is not one person in Sweden that even if you don't sing, you will know that song. You're brought up with singing that song, regardless if you can sing or not. So in some processions, they have food with them. Some procession is just music, uh, the joy of being together. It's a little bit today as a kickoff to Christmas like yes we have Advent and we have all that but for some reason today is the day that the Christmas season is really going on in Sweden and as I said yeah if you are a singer you're in music or in choir um, you have worked and rehearsed for this for a long time you have a lot of songs and very often you have several processions going on the entire weekend or the entire week for that matter. I tried to recall back when I did my senior year of processions and I believe I did in that week of Lucia, I must have done somewhere between 20 and 30 different processions. And even though there is approximately, oh, can it be 20, 15, 20 different songs that we sing? There are different arrangements of the songs in different processions. So it's, think about it. It's a lot of work. 
I'm going to play one of the traditional songs um, called Glens over sjö och strand. This song, just this simple song, I have been singing in, I believe, four or five different um, ways. about that that ability to do that kind of harmony is not something you make in a week that is weeks and weeks of practicing i'll tell you but that's also what makes this so fun so of course sweden have a national miss lucia pageant every year and even you even each city has their pageant for the city tv is broadcasting either their local their regional or their national uh, processions there are thousands of them you almost get a little bit filled up done with them at the end of the day even though it's a super nice procession and tradition. So like if your kids, if you have kids in any age, this is the day you'll have to go to daycare and see your kids being in Lucia procession and try to like juggle that because of course everybody's having their Lucia in the morning when it's still dark, right? Oh, good Lord. I remember my mom said one year, I am so glad I only have one kid to go to. Um, thankfully, I had my grandparents. I don't know what I would have done every year on Lucia without my grandfather, who drove me around Stockholm um, to attend all these different processions I was involved in. I don't really know how I got involved in all of them, but... 
if it wasn't just this day, December 13th was high school. It was for my theater. It was for my writing club. It was for some other choir. I was, it was for church, you name it. You wake up at about, I think, I think I woke up around four o'clock in the morning and it wasn't because I had to wake up that early. I think I left house around six, five, six ish, but you have to start warming up. Not only that, have, have this in mind. You've been working for months and months for this and you're excited about it. Finally, you're going to perform what you've been working for. But as I mentioned before, how we're dressed, it is a thin cotton dress. And often we have like white long johns and a white um, undershirt, something like t-shirt, but long sleeved underneath. Some of these processions are outdoors. I'm not kidding. Um, the amount of clothes you have to bring with you to keep yourself warm, then you just strip right before your procession starts. And one of these processions can take up to an hour, depending on if you're like going to a nursing home, they might not be able to do it for that long. So you might have shortened it down for a little bit. If you're going to a business, every repertoire for depending on that facility you're seeing, or if it's a public uh, procession you're going to, is different, right? So just to look back on my senior year, we started at eight o'clock in the morning at the high school gymnasium. Um, kind of uncomplicated, right? Then our big choir were, we were kind of like divided into smaller choirs. And here my grandfather, um, several parents, my grandfather was one of them, drove us around the county to different businesses, nursing home, um, public squares. We did five other um, performances in the morning. It was basically like in, do half an hour out, in the car to the next place, in half an hour out. That's what we were doing. I am not joking. It was for us all to be able to just figure everything out. It was planning high quality, I'm telling you. But think about it. Some of these are outdoors in super cold, like what can I mean? it's it was negative degrees Fahrenheit or, or Celsius. Sorry, not Fahrenheit. That would be way too cold. But in some parts of Sweden, it is. Jesus Christ. I live in Stockholm, northern part, north of me. <laughs> it was even worse. So not only did you have to think about in between all these shows, you had to keep your voice warm. It is a lot of strain on your voice to sing in 30 degrees, 25 degrees Fahrenheit, and then be so cold dressed. And then even for my writing club, some of these we were writing. It was cold as crap, I'll tell you, but it was also fun. Like, as I said, yeah, this is, this is absolutely one of the traditions that I miss. And I, I've been listening to um, Christmas songs 
and I realize I know the lyrics of all of them. This is also um, a Swedish song um, that we sing, one of the most important uh, Christmas songs. It's called Nu tändas tusen julljus. Now 1000 Christmas lights are lit up. That would be the best translation I can find. As you notice, many of these songs are kind of slow, and that is basically to emphasize harmonies. Uh, the slower song it is, the harder it is to sing. And as you hear, for the sopranos, it's quite high, some of them. But yeah, you've been working on it, and you're practicing. And as I said earlier, you can have several different uh, processions and performances in a day and think about it you can have different um, versions of it you need to keep in your head and your mind which song which arrangement is it you're going to sing to these people it can end up very interesting what you also have to think about is how to walk you have poor Lucia who's work doing the beginning. Um, every location you go to, you have to walk differently. And don't think you have time to even see the, the area where you're going to perform. The sound is different everywhere. The How you walk is different everywhere. So you just have to run with it. But it's kind of what's fun too. So yeah. Lucia has become a very important tradition uh, in Sweden. I think if you ask a Swede, I think it is um, one of the most appreciated traditions. Basically also because everyone is included. It doesn't matter who you are. Boys, girls, men, women... Black, white, green, yellow, whatever color you have on your skin, you can be a part of this. Of course, the tradition says 
here comes the difference. Lucia in Italy, have you ever seen a blonde Italian? Nope. So in Italy, Lucia should always be black or brown hair, right? But the Scandinavian tradition is that she should have a blonde hair because most of the Scandinavians are blonde, right? Today, it doesn't matter. I don't even know if the Lucia of this year was blonde or brown or whatever hair color she had. Um, it simply doesn't matter. And I think that is the fact that this tradition includes everyone. Because that was one of St. Lucia's things. She wanted to help everybody. Everyone was included. It didn't matter who you were. So I think that's one of the reasons why St. Lucia is so appreciated. And the fact the music is very, very beautiful. And you probably, one of my favorite songs to sing is um, Oh Holy Night. And I'm going to play it for you. Um, this is though in Swedish, so it's a little bit different for you to hear. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
one of my absolute favorite Christmas songs, both to sing and to listen to. Um, this Holy Night is, uh, I just love it. So yeah, this is the day when we sing. I don't think I've ever met a person in bad mood on Lucia. It's just a day where everybody's happy. We look forward to Christmas. Um, kids know that Christmas break is less than a week away. Christmas is uh, 11 days away um, since Swedes celebrate Christmas on the 24th and not the 25th, FYI. So it is the almost the official kickoff of, of Christmas. You have listened to an episode of the Swexon podcast. Feel free to leave your feedback on our website, swexon.net. And don't forget to like our Facebook and Instagram accounts. You find them with the handle Swexon podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe.